0: And we're live. <laughs> all right, this is cool because all right, this is cool because this is number two, right? Episode number two, trial number two. This is the second time, right? It's just it takes so long to get used to all this equipment, and it is hot in here. We gotta get a bigger office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? But either way, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, right here in the UVO studio. Here at Realty One in Midvale, Utah. Right? So, what do we want to talk about today? What do you want
1: to talk about? What should we talk Alan? about, Jen? What let's, should we talk let's about? Talk,
0: let's talk to our guest today. Yeah. So, yeah. today in the studio, guys, we have Jeff. 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 Today, I can't <laughs> wait for Jeff's <laughs> podcast, by the way. Jeff's going to be so good in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, but today in the studio, we have Jen, Jennifer Langford at, at Jen, Jen, the, Jen realtor. the Realtor. Jen the Realtor. Follow me. Yep. <laughs> Follow her. Um, so a lot of exciting things went on with Jen, um, today we have her, uh, in the studio and we are going to be discussing how Jennifer came to be Jen, the realtor, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, Jen, where are you from?
1: I'm from Salt Lake city, born and raised. And, um, that's it. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm from Salt Lake and
0: Ooh, whoops. <laughs> Okay, hold on. (laughs) We're going. We're going with this. (laughs) By the way, huge huge shout out to whoever the hell makes these things. (laughs) I'm so hooked on these damn things. Oh man! I literally. This
1: is so funny. I'm
0: so hooked on these things, Alan. I just got Alan hooked on these things. (laughs) You? He's buying these now. No, not really.
2: A little bit here and there. I mean, they'll grow on you.
0: They'll grow on you. Um, they'll grow on you. But anyways, we have Jennifer Langford here in the studio. Jennifer, uh, one of our top producing agents here on the team. Um, she's only been on the team, what, four months, five four months? Four months,
1: yeah, since July. Four months.
0: Um, and so we are uh, extremely happy and blessed to have Jennifer Langford here on team uh, UVO, Utah's very own, um, and uh, for any of you guys watching. Um, if I'm you guys excited
1: have, to be here. Thank you.
0: It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Oh,
1: thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> we're,
0: we're happy to have you here. Um, but the viewers and everybody else watching, you know, we want to get to know Jen, right? And who she is, where she's from. Um, And I feel like what better place to do that than here on the podcast. Um, So Jennifer, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Jen, tell us.
1: I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Born and raised. Um, Went to school here. I went to like five different high schools. I got pregnant when I was 17. So that kind of like sped up my growth, my maturity level. But now I'm here. I'm a real estate agent and I just Uh. Yeah.
0: Cool. Are you,
1: you got to like dig.
0: I'm going to (laughs) dig. I'm (laughs) going to dig. Because I'm like, "Uh." So for everybody uh, watching our first episode, we had a 30 minute um, time slot. We couldn't go past 30 minutes and we figured out the issue. And now we have three new cameras that'll go for ever, right? So the podcast now will be a lot longer than 30 minutes. um, And hopefully we'll be able to at the story of Jen the Realtor here in these first 30, or at least, uh, as long as we have now. So it's really awesome. Um, but Jen, you're very interesting, and I'll tell you why, from my personal experience with you, is um, you are very closed off. Ooh. Ooh, very closed Ooh. off, very closed off. When I first met Jen, and still to this day, Jen is all about business, 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 mm-hmm. business, business. We barely get a glimpse of her personal life. We barely get a glimpse of who she is in real life, and we met last wednesday um for you guys listening we had a nice lunch and we discussed some things about jen she opened up which is really awesome very beautiful story by the way um and i thought to myself man what better place to tell this story than on the podcast right because you come from uh, a really you know interesting background um but your story i feel like is very inspirational for a lot of people right and i think there's a lot of especially single moms out there Uh you know we have quite a few of them on the team who are entrepreneurs right, who are self-employed and who depend solely on themselves, right, to bring home the bacon for their their family, right, and and their kids. So I commend you for that, for being not only uh, a provider, but a damn good provider, right, for your family. Um, And again, we just want to, again, one of the reasons why we started the podcast is so- We can just kind of show well, people. Thanks for that introduction. You know, yeah, of course. All, anytime. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tell us how it started. You were born here in South Salt Lake, correct?
1: Yeah. Well, I was born here in Salt Lake. Uh, my my family moved to um, South Salt Lake when I was about second grade. And my childhood was very chaotic because my parents got divorced when I was like at a very young age. And so it was... Very interesting because my dad ended up buying a house for my mom, which was two and a half blocks from my dad's house. And he was technically renting the house to my mom. And long story short, we were like children and we would be walking back and forth to my parents' house.
2: Yeah.
1: And so that was like my childhood and that was completely normal, right? Mom and dad are divorced, but yet you're like bouncing around from house to house, which is fine because they were so close. So my dad ended up um, getting spiraling into this, like, depression where he ended up starting—he started to do drugs. And so I was, you know, third, fourth grade dealing with my dad battling his struggles and overcoming his drug addiction. My mom ended up taking custody of all of her three kids. And so, long story short, it was a—it was a progressional, you know— deciding factor on like where we what what I wanted to do with my life
0: yeah yeah so your parents got divorced at what age again
1: um I think it was nine nine years old Mm -hmm.
0: you're completely conscious and aware of what's going on at that time
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: mean that's like my son is 10 right now Mm -hmm. and I could never imagine putting my kids through that you know especially my son you know my daughters are so young it probably wouldn't impact him as as much but I think my son would leave a huge impact on him Mm um so yeah and you know what that man what is the deal with utah utah there's so much drug addiction here uh-huh. yeah. um i mean even wha- like, like <coughs> i was talking to one of the agents earlier and i was telling them about the volunteer organization that we used to do and uh we would volunteer the park downtown piner park oh yeah so if you guys know about piner park it's like right now they're cleaning it up and they've been trying to for the last couple of years but before that it's just like the dumping grounds of oh, yeah. salt lake and we would cut hair for people there and we would literally set up like a barbershop tent and we would have chairs in a row. And we had tons of students there who were helping out cutting hair and we would just take anybody who walked up and well, people who were there were homeless, right? Unless fortunately they'd come up and get a haircut and they would just slam like a needle of heroin right in the chair in front of us. And I'm like, all right, well, right, <laughs> we're not here to judge. We're gonna do <laughs> yeah. our thing, man. Like we're, we're not there to judge, you know, where I'm from in Vegas, that was everywhere, right? And so, um, I was around it when I was a kid, and so for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh-huh. to see the look on other people's faces who were there, who were volunteering with us, they were so shocked. And I'm like, this is Utah that people don't really see. You know, I think drug um, drug addiction is, is huge here in Utah.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people keep it on the hush. Everyone has their experiences or knows somebody that has been doing drugs or has had that addiction. And I think a lot of people don't talk about it, you know, because like I grew up with my dad um, addicted to drugs. He was in and out of rehab, going to um, NA meetings. And I was there doing acupuncture with him and just helping him go through his struggle, getting his little chips. And it was that was that was my life. It was normal for me, you know, and I just think about my friends, like, they had no idea. I wasn't going to share this with them. And so I think that's why a lot of people don't talk about this.
0: Yeah, it's like hush-hush.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Which is why I feel like you've been through a lot in general. You know, at a young age, you've seen a lot more than anybody should. You know, at the age of nine, the divorce. Mm-hmm. That will affect you. Drugs as well, that will affect you being around that. So I feel like that forced you to grow up grow up a lot faster than you wanted to which is unfortunate because that way you can't really enjoy your childhood instead you're stuck around that environment
1: yeah and I think it's def it like definitely challenged me to like think big because I never wanted to be around that yeah. at all you know I never saw myself and mind you I was very self-conscious about my dad because I had a very great relationship with him prior to getting involved in drugs And so it was, you know, it was a struggle to, like, continue to have a good relationship with him, build him up and then watch him spiral down and relapse over and over. And so this was throughout his life.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had experiences and even myself, you know, dabbling here and there. But I always knew when to stop. Yeah. You know, like, hey, the party's over. <laughs> like, It's time to get back to life, <laughs> you know, and some people, they don't have that ability. Um, so, I mean, it is unfortunate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm 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 not saying I'm happy that happened to you. I would never wish that oh. on anybody. But I'm telling you, I've seen it with a lot of people who are self made, who work their ass off. They have a great work. A lot of people who are self made entrepreneurs deal with a lot of struggles when they grow up that mm-hmm. most people don't they're not exposed to. And, I, like I told Alan in the last podcast, like, that's really what shapes you, you know, for who you are today, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, uh, like, I commend my mother because, like, like I said, she was a single mom. She took in my dad after because he ended up losing that house. And so she... My, she, my dad had bought that house for her so technically it was my dad's house so my dad ends up moving in the basement my mom is upstairs and she's dealing with like him going to rehab and going to drug court and doing all of these things and my mom was supporting the whole house and so I think that's where I get a lot of my hustle and my drive is just seeing her overcome and trying to help everyone yeah. and so yeah
0: so you're nine years old huh mm-hmm. The divorce is happening they're still living in the same house mm-hmm. right this could be yeah. a little chaotic oh it was so chaotic yeah.
1: they're fighting every day and it's like normal they're yeah. fighting and then you know back and forth and my dad ended up my dad ended up taking my mom to court because they like got in a fist fight she she ended up hitting my dad with like a tortilla roller <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah she had to go so <laughs> then she had to go so she had to go to Anger management, it was like this big thing. So this is like my life growing up.
0: Yeah. And so uh, I understand that this uh, this struggle lasted a while for your father, correct?
1: Yeah, so it lasted, um, I wanna say like over a decade. Yeah. So it was like, and mind you, he had great times where he would be clean for a year, probably max. Um, But I would say it was like a struggle throughout his whole you know, adult life. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and then uh, did you graduate high school? Did you mm-hmm. did you get yeah. to college? Of course, come oh, on, come it. on. Talk to us about yeah, that. Yeah, so
1: I graduated high school. Um, I got pregnant my m- the summer of my s- going into my senior year, so that was a like life changing moment. Obviously, um, I ended up graduating early, and then that following s- January, the following semester I went to I started college so my mom has always been like that like I said she's always been the person to push me to do more to be better and so sorry
0: so did did your dad attend your graduation ceremony was he there was yeah it, so he was supporting you throughout this whole yeah even though he was you know in and out in
1: and out he was always there when he could be there absolutely yeah he did come to he did actually go to my graduation
0: oh that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool and so how was your mom and dad's relationship at that time were they getting along were they they
1: they have they always got along however it was always very chaotic so there was always some kind of fight there was all but then there was a lot of love so she wanted to help him so she was like always you know buying him food or whatever she needed so she could help him because eventually she moved out of that house because that was technically his house and she got her own house and so then that was my dad's house
0: yeah um and she didn't move too far she moved to West
1: Valley. Oh, Okay, yeah.
0: So you guys are still here in Salt Lake yeah. Valley. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're a native. Mm-hmm. You're in the, in yeah. Utah's very own. Yeah, I know. Utah's very own. I like that. <laughs> um, so uh, you're Latina. Your mom is Mexican, right from Mexico? Yeah,
1: she's straight up from Mexico. that's Caucasian, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
0: From, from the U.S. Yeah. From here. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, interesting because I when I, when I first met you, I'm like Langford. Like, that, she, she like previously married and kept the the last name or.
1: Nope. That's like, that's my maiden name. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So you're here now, you're doing real estate, right? You're killing it. You're doing very well. Um, And we'll get into your real estate career Uh here in a minute. But I I still want to touch on, number one, the journey from, you know, growing up in this hectic household and, uh, you know, looking into, hey, uh, what do I want to do eventually to get myself out of this position? Did you turn to a basic nine to five. When did you start hustling? When did you start working?
1: So I started working when I was 16. I got, um, I started at, I believe it was like Subway. And I worked there for a week. My first, pay, like it was, I was making like $6.10 an hour. And yeah. I was like, the hell am I gonna do with this kind of money? Um, and then after- Well, you
2: could buy a foot long.
1: I mean, I got <laughs> those for free. So <laughs> <laughs> there was no need for that. But so after that, I started to, you know, wait tables. So I got into IHOP from there. I went to Olive Garden and then I was always constantly, I always felt like I was too good for the job. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm, I have so much skills. I have so much to provide that I just, so I would get jobs and then I would quit within a week or two weeks. So I've had multiple
0: jobs. So. Sounds like my story. Yeah. I literally had like 20 jobs before (laughs) I turned 18. And then, and then I thought, and and I got down on myself because everyone's working, starting saving for college or going to college. And they're like, dude, you can't even keep a job. Like at Jiffy Loop is like a monkey, oil monkey or whatever. You know what I mean? Grease monkey. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, how am I going to do this for 40 years, you know, and get to 60 and 65 and and, and eventually retire? And I'm like, that's no, there's no way that's going to happen. You know? And so I found my, I guess, uh, entrance into uh, being an entrepreneur because I felt like I had no other option. I couldn't keep a job. Uh-huh. Like literally, quit every job in the first day. Sometimes not even the first day. Sometimes like the first hour. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, "Yeah, this is not for me. I'm out." And I would yep. leave. And uh, but I always liked I always gave myself, uh, I always gave myself credit for having the balls and the courage to do that. Uh-huh. N- not putting myself through years of hell. Eventually realizing what a waste of time that was. Um, and so by the time I was 18, I was like, this is not for me. I'm out. You know, and I eventually got the hell out of, you know, working nine to five and figuring out other ways to do it.
1: Well, I mean, at least you're not like, I mean, like Alan over here was never. Why like, are you looking at me? Well, because you never like you, you started off a little bit differently where you didn't have to work for somebody else because you were always hustling by yourself.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, yeah, I never really worked for anybody, mm-hmm. you know, even though I did work as a waiter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But no matter what at early age even at the age of 14 i began roofing uh-huh. yeah. you know so you technically you're working yeah you're working for a roofing company but you're still working for yourself you still got to show up uh-huh. but even that after a little while you know that didn't really fill your bucket gotta admit it's kind of hot when it uh-huh. comes down to roofing yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. and it's a hard job when it comes down to it so you know shout out to all the roofers out there
0: oh my god dude i i can, I can never do that job yeah i can never do that job that's like the hardest job i swear uh-huh.
2: roofing but yeah, like, like what you mentioned as well. I mean, what you mentioned, <clears throat> you couldn't really work for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's why even at an early age, I was began selling whatever I could find. Yeah. And I just found my calling, you know, so to say to that, that you, I just loved doing that. And wherever I did work, I was still doing my own thing, you know, when it came down to it. Yeah.
0: So Jen, you, what was your last job?
1: So my last job, oh my gosh, I, w- I was working at a call center And we like resold supplements. So we sold them on a subscription. And so I was on a dialer. So I was doing like 800 calls a day. It was like nonstop, like dialing, dialing, dialing. And it was good. Like the money was good. um, But it was just like it was a dead end job. You know, there was there was no real career path. There was no real movement going on. I wasn't going to stay there. I just knew that the money was good. I was going to stack up, grab my money and then go. And so that was my last job. And once that completely shut down, because they restructured pay, 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 like schedules and like the whole commission structures that I just bounced. And I was like, OK, this is my this is my moment. I can collect unemployment uh, unemployment while I hustle real estate. And so that's really what I did.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. So, what, 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 so what was it like when you first got into real estate? What was it like? Yeah, was It like? was like, it, was it everything you thought it would be like?
1: Mm. Were
2: were people calling you left and right going, Jen, sell my home?
1: No, I did get one call like that, which I thought that was fun. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, But no, like my, I was, I've always been a hustler. And I think like that calling job made me realize like I can, I could do the phone calls. Like I have no problem getting on the phone and talking to people. And so that's, I'm really grateful for that. And a lot of my past jobs as well. And so... That was, I mean, real estate was fun to me. It was new. It was exciting. When Whenever you do something new, it sparks your creativity. And so I was so creative mm-hmm. in the ways that I was going to be a producer.
2: And now you are. Uh,
0: yeah, you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you put the work in.
1: Mm-hmm. How long has it been? It's been three years full-time.
0: Three years full-time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. There's still a bet going on over here. Was it? We got four Ooh. weeks. <laughs> We still, we got four Ooh. weeks. Oh, we do. Look, hold on. Let me just say Ooh. something. Let me say something. I always talk about this, right? And Brendan shows up. And Brendan's driving a McLaren, okay? And even before he made the purchase, right? Alan and I, we talked about this, even yep. with Brendan. That it's an investment, right? Because we're in an industry, just like in the hair industry, where it's all about image, mm-hmm. right? And look at the type of people you attract yep. when you you know, have a great image, you know, and uh, you kind of sh- well, you do, you show y- your net worth to the world. And, uh, you know, he's doing that right now. And he's getting deals from that. And these are not regular deals, we're talking about in the, the millions, yeah, and the millions. And So uh, I've always believed in that too, like, hey, driving a nice car is, is, is you know, it's more than just a statement, like y- you attract people with nice cars. Well, people with nice cars tend to have good money, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, we've had this conversation before and I'm over here like oh, my you're car, making great money. Like, let's get you in a nice car. I know. <laughs> I
1: actually really do need a new car because like I said, I've had problems with my car for since the moment I bought it. Yeah. And so I'm ready to make that move, to be honest. So it's coming. It's
2: I'm coming. looking forward to doubling up. I mean,
1: oh, no, no, yeah. no, it's Double coming. Nothing. There's no need for that.
0: Double or nothing. Double or nothing, nothing. We already one. called it. Yeah, but we're, we're jumping ahead and I don't want to because I feel like number one the reason why we're doing this podcast is um, we want to inspire people Uh okay that's the whole point of this thing you know I have uh, uh, a pretty unique story myself you know Alan has a really unique story you know you as well and the whole purpose of this is not to you know stroke our egos like look at our awesome lifestyle no right the purpose of this is to show people that you could go through fucking hell and pull yourself out right and Uh become something that's you know, have a life that's fulfilling, right, and be able to impact and inspire other people. And I feel like for me, you know, in my journey, just being alive on this earth, um, I've learned that, you know what, when you make good money, you know, you can help more people. And so, um, but it didn't start that way, right, for myself, or Alan, or for you mm-hmm. either. So going back to when you were younger, mm-hmm. you know, I do want to figure out, like, hey, how did you get shaped to be this person? Because I know a lot of people your age uh, I grew up with a lot of girls your age. You and I are very close in age, um, and not a lot of them think like you, right? Not, not a lot of them have that ambition. They don't have that drive. Um, I'm, not, I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying, When I look at Jen, and you and I've had this conversation, we kind of look at you like a man. (laughs) 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 I'm just being. Jen's a homie. I do get that a lot because I'm like like
1: I'm an aggressive female, and I'm very dominant, and so I come across like a lot to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and and it shows. And again, we like it. Like we love everybody on this team, right? But when we sit and think, like Jen is a, a very unique individual, and when I met you, like I said, you had this wall up where i'm like she's all business and Mm -hmm. i know nothing about this person right even when i even when i first met you and we joke about this all the time when you came in for the Uh no it wasn't even an interview we're just kind of seeing where you were at and if you wanted to join a team. And when I asked you, oh, you're looking to join a team, you're like, no, I haven't really thought about it. And I'm like, okay, bye. And I just kind of left the room, you know? Yeah, I was like, okay.
1: But you didn't say that. You're like, I have no, this phone call. Yeah. And I was like, okay,
0: do you? And then you he you? Never, came yeah, back. never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you? I was zero offended, by the way. Okay, of course. You're like, I was like, okay. Yeah, of course And
1: by the way, it was just catching up with Alan.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Literally, that night, That's yeah. what it was. we ran into each other. You know, fate would have it. Mm-hmm. We literally ran into each other showing a property at like 8.30 p.m. off of on, on Harvard Avenue. hmm
0: It's crazy how it works. Crazy how life works. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened, right? And uh, again, you start in the team and you're killing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here telling Alan, like, damn, bro, day day two, she got a deal. Day number two. Day number two. I
1: actually just got that one under contract, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, thanks.
0: Dude, congrats. Yeah. Um, So, again. Right, I'm like, who is this person? Like, Alan, no one, you know, no, has known you for a long time and you yeah, came well, on the team. In junior and high? Junior
1: high. Junior high. Yeah. Yeah. We go way back. Way,
0: way, way back. So what were you like in junior high? Ooh, what was, like?
2: you,
1: what, was Alan, what was I like? What was I like? like? Tell us, Do Alan. you rem- like, what are I your do, memories I of I me?
0: I do remember a little bit, actually. Um, was Jen always this aggressive and always this, this, uh... Mm.
2: Jen, I feel like growing up, was extremely unique, and to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that would be, I always just looked at her and like respected her, even though on early on we didn't really talk a whole lot. I've known of her, she's known of me, we hung out with the same people, but I feel like it was always mutual love and respect. Every time we talked, hung out or anything, we always had that respect for each other from then and now as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: but I was also very quiet in high, in junior you high. Were. I was very quiet. I was a completely different personality. You know, I think She wouldn't
2: talk much at all.
1: No. Not at all. And I think that the mo- like I think that the moment I On know On a
2: side note too, she used to date my best friend growing up too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we're not going to get into no, that. Let's not no. get into that, okay? <laughs> By the way, I don't know who you're talking about.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Mm.
1: <laughs> Which friend? Um. So, but I think with that being said, I think that my personality really started coming out in my early 20s because that's when I realized, how am I going to make money? I need to make money in sales. And so I kn- I know. I knew at that point I needed to be more outgoing. I needed to work on myself, my self-confidence, everything in order to, tap into that new market, this new person on who I was creating.
0: What was your dad like? Was he a hustler? Was he a go getter? No, my dad was a hippie. Wasn't he a musician? Yeah,
1: he was a musician.
0: A, that takes some entrepreneurial like.
1: Well, yes, but he oh, he was a musician at heart. He wanted to be a musician fully, but he was just back and forth to Mexico in this in the winter times. It wasn't like that was just like his passion project. You know, but he was just a free spirit hippie, didn't give a shit about any anybody, what anybody had to say, just wearing short shorts, holy shirts, like, you know.
0: It's just thing. Yeah. Um I understand you told me this when we were at dinner, that he's no longer with us, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I, d- I had a conversation with Daniel, a videographer, today. You know, he lost his father when we were, or when he was younger, mm-hmm. uh, really young. And uh, I told him today, I said, you know what, I feel like for a lot of people who experience death in the family, especially somebody so close, um, they develop this, it's 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 almost like I I don't want to say a skill, right? But being so young at an early age when you deal with death or, or somebody passing away very close to you, I feel like. Um, it does something to you and, uh, it almost makes you stronger. I would say it does make you stronger as a person, you know, and, and, and I look at somebody like Daniel who has, you know, he has a very interesting story, but Daniel is very talented. You know, you look at him, looks like a very happy guy and, you know, he's had a really challenging life. And, uh, when he shared with me about his, about his father passing, you know, it made me think like, man, like, you know, I have so much respect for people who deal with that and still have a smile and still carry on and still hustle, right? And they don't, they're not a victim of their their circumstance. Um, And so with you, I think the same thing because you shared with us. And like I said, when we first met, you were like a box, you didn't really share anything. Um, And now, you know, we get to know each other Uh a little bit better as time goes on. But when you told me that I'm like, that explains a lot about Jen, Uh you know, Jen at a younger age, your father passed away, Uh right? And uh, you're a really strong person, right? And I don't know if it's because of that, but your father passed away at what age
1: um it was nine years ago so it was like i was almost 21 i believe it was yeah and it was it's a crazy time in my life because the moment that he got diagnosed it was within months that he it it was a terminal illness so he died of hepatitis c and i can't even tell you the amount of like trials and the different errors and everything that went on during that time because it was so hectic because it was like my whole family put their life on hold to dedicate time to him because he had to stop working and he worked up until the last month of that he passed away. And the last month, it was so crazy because it just went from bad to worse, to worse, to worse. And I can't even tell you because it was it was so long ago and I feel like I've blocked out a lot of my emotions towards it because like I said I was really close with my dad and regardless of his drug addiction it it was one of these things that like made me want to develop a better relationship with him. And so the moment that he died it was it was a life-changing moment because I decided that I wanted to take over his house and I wanted to, you know, build a better relationship with my son and all of these things. And so it was a lot of pressure on me on what I was doing with my life.
0: Yeah. And you were not in real estate at that time.
1: I was not in real estate not, at that time. You were
0: self-employed at that time.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Right. And so what does that do to somebody? I mean, number one, I've experienced loss in, you know, in my family and friends and, um, that what always comes back to me is time i always think like man you know life is short right and you never know when you're gonna go Mm -hmm. and so when i think about working a nine to five right i'm not putting that down like just i'm not putting that down but what i'm saying is for me my time just became so much more valuable and i would think to myself man like is this really what i want to be doing if i were to die next month or tomorrow or something like Like, where could I spend my time that's going to give me the most happiness? Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if that's how you were looking at life.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I looked at life like I wanted to spend the time with my child. Of course, he was like three or four years old. He was a little kid. And I'm over here like I have to figure out my life. B have to make money to support my child. And then C, I have to take over my dad's house and make this mortgage payment. And we did a full remodel on his house. So it was like all of these different avenues where A, I wasn't even working, I wasn't making any money. I was waiting tables. And so it was so hectic and chaotic that it just made me realize that I just knew I was gonna be a boss. I've always known that. I was like, I'm gonna be a boss, I'm gonna work for myself, I'm whatever it takes, I'm always gonna like push and thrive to be that person.
0: That's good. And you are. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people who go through that struggle, they 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 come to that conclusion. Yeah. Right? Where they're like, "Hey, I'm going to take control of my own life. Uh-huh. I'm not going to let somebody else take control of my life." And when you think about how much time you dedicate to a regular job, like that's a lot of time. Uh-huh. I mean, when you're sleeping 8 hours a night and then you got to work 8 hours a day and you only have 8 hours left and it's like, "What all can you accomplish in those 8 hours if you're dedicating half of that day to somebody else?" It's challenging. It's challenging. And I see a lot of the agents in the team who are newer agents who are still dealing with getting out of that mentality. Mm -hmm. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. And I can see them getting out of it. And I think like, man, I know what that's like and it's not easy. And for me now, it's like, oh, man, fuck that job. Tell them to fuck off. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm being real right now. Yeah. But but it's not that easy when you're in that when you're in that position and you're transitioning from you know, working for someone to becoming completely self-employed. Well,
1: I also think that it's a mindset. You know, Um, I think an entrepreneur mindset is different than a nine to five mindset. You know, people that have an entrepreneur mindset are constantly think they eat, sleep, breathe what they're doing, whether it's real estate, whether it's starting your own business, whatever it, whatever avenue it is, you're, Thinking that that entrepreneur way. If you think nine to five, or if you work nine to five, you have that mindset where you are take the weekends off, right? And you just don't you clock out.
0: Yeah. So Alan and I on last podcast we we touched on on that subject. Yeah. You know we, we talked about mindset. Um, you know mindset with Alan. I mean Alan's mindset's fucking insane. Like Alan has a crazy mindset. We don't clock out. We don't <laughs> no. clock we out. We don't clock out. And when you said eat. You know, breathe and sleep. As an entrepreneur, sleep is kind of not even involved, mm-hmm. I yeah. swear. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even as this We're texting last night at, like, what, 1, 2 in the morning? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I was at the Capitol walking around at 2 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, I saw that. Time. I saw that. But <laughs> you started early. Uh-huh. Didn't you start early? Oh, yeah, like, uh, I think, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife and I did some laps, went to the gym, did some meditation. You know, we got home, went to sleep around 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, that's something I hold very dear, like, for me to keep the stability that I have mentally is alone time, you know what I mean? And the wife came yesterday, which is very rare. It's just usually me, right? When we have a sitter, she can come out or she'll go on her own. But for myself, I find just to find balance, I have to include a time slot in the day where it's just me and nobody, no phones, no nothing. It's just me. And, and I feel like I can get recharged. I feel like I get like four hours of sleep from just a 30 minute, you know 45 minute walk by myself um, and it's i feel like very very important for mindset when you're an entrepreneur when you're mm-hmm. self employed. Actually 100% agree
2: with that too. You know whenever it comes down to it going on, on a late night run, you know hour or two whatever it might be, you've come back just refocused. You know I mean like you wake up like
0: I'm trying to explain it.
1: Yeah, you just have you have like you get right energy. back in alignment. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so true. It's so true. And that's obviously what we need to cover here, right? Because we're all on the same journey together right now. We're all building a company right now. And uh, mindset is so fucking important. It's so important. And uh, we have another guest coming on the podcast here in about a week. Um, Shout out to Brad Jensen, right? Key nutrition. Uh, this guy has a really good mindset, a great mindset, right? And he's full-on entrepreneur. He's got a really great podcast too, called the, the Key Nutrition Podcast. Um, but Brad will talk about that and and what's so important about and Alan knows this bef- oh, yeah. more than everybody. Nutrition and health mindset. will be number one. Health is number one. Number one. Health is number one. So Alan, you're dealing with some stuff right now. You have oh, yeah. been, and you're getting blood tests all the time. Yep. And it's not for cancer or anything like that. Oh, it's no. for. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this would. <laughs> but but it's for I mean, you are trying to better yourself and Correct. improve your cognitive function, right? We, we talk about all the time, um, you know, how important it is for you, you know, to have really great cognitive function. Hundred percent And you. Uh, uh, you find that foods for you impacts you the most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because so, I'm
2: pretty much allergic to quite a bit. You know, like I can't have, I think I mentioned to you, I can't have dairy, I can't have wheat, can't have gluten. I didn't know what the hell gluten was before, but I found out. Uh, but a bunch of stuff like that, I, I know what I can't have. And I know when I do have it, how I feel, I feel off, I feel tired, I feel weak. But when I do have the right foods, I'm optimal, mm-hmm. like on a whole other level. So that's why going back to key, because early on in my career, I didn't really focus too much on my health, I'll be honest with you. You know, coffee all day long, Red Bulls all day long, you know, the early, early days. Where you think, oh, I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna live forever. You know, I don't even need health insurance. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but then life will catch up with you. And then once it does, then you realize, hey, I gotta make sure my health is in order or figure out what the hell is wrong with me. So yeah, come to find out, I was allergic to a bunch of different foods and everything.
0: And after I got all of that figured out, felt a lot better. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And you guys both focus on your health and fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a big deal to you guys. And for me just recently, I started to focus on that. Um, and I have seen improvement in my mentality, in my mindset. I honestly don't think that I'd be able to do this podcast, you know, if I wasn't focusing on my health right now. Um, so and, and that's, again, a big part of I feel like every entrepreneur's journey is, and, you know, health, is, I feel like is one thing that they don't really talk about. You know what I mean? Like, I think here on the team, what we should do is have uh, Justin, you know, Mm -hmm. come by and talk about it That'd be a good class. And he's offered to do it. He's done it for a lot of brokerages, actually. So uh, we'll get him over here and Mm -hmm. and have him do something. But going back to you Mm -hmm. and your journey, you're in year number five, uh, no, three, Mm -hmm. full time. But you've been an agent for five years, Mm -hmm. correct? So you have a lot of experience. For a lot of the newer agents out there, because we talked about them, you know, joining the team, um, and they're going through that transition, you know. What has been something that's helped you? Um, that made you uh, commit completely? You said three years, right? What was the turning point?
1: Well, I mean, at what point? At what point are you going to just take the leap? You know, at what point are you going to take responsibility for your life? At what point are you going to see that you create your own life? So I think that turning point where my job was changed their commission structure and they you know they weren't giving their employees the the amount of money that you know we were expecting or we had been paid and so i just i just felt like i needed to start taking control of my life and so at that point i did get a side job i was uh, a cocktail waitress downtown at a at a club and i did that for like a year and a half while i was but i did that with the intention i am going to make real estate work And so I was working one or two days a week, which is like from nine to three, four in the morning. And so it wasn't like a full-time job. It was a side hustle to help me get by while I was doing real estate full-time.
0: So for the agents out there who are just getting into it, right?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Right now you're very successful, right? What do you feel like for you, um, and if you could talk to yourself when you first started, what is the most important thing? If you could talk to yourself, hey, when you're first starting real estate, what, what would be the most important thing you could tell um, yourself? Would it be, hey, hey, keep keep trying, right? No. Don't give up. No, don't give me that cliche bullshit. I would
1: say consistency. Consistency. Like being consistent.
0: No matter what. No matter what. No you matter have good days. No matter if it's party time, no matter if it's, you know, going out for the night. If you, if you go to sleep at 4 in the morning and your schedule is 7 a.m., you got to get up. You got
1: to get up. Yeah, I would say being consistent and being consistent with your schedule. Having a morning ritual, having a morning routine is key. It's helped me, you know, tremendously on, you know, just just being more organized throughout my day. And so I would say consistency one. And then I would say, you know, just know that whatever you do today isn't going to pay off until three or four months later. And so that was my biggest thing. What I do today is going to help me help me with my future.
0: Yeah. So you're on the team now, mm-hmm. right? You joined a team. A lot of agents don't do that who've been in the game for a while. I know. So what T- happened? I Tell know. Me Tell happened.
1: me about it. I was like, it was an ego thing. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to join a team. So um, I actually am so appreciative. I'm so grateful for UVO and, like, the amount of – Support and the amount of love that you guys have both have provided me with, but it was the fact that I was going through my own struggles in my own personal life, and I needed—I knew that I needed someone to just kick me and tell me like, "This is like, let's go." So, UVO has been great.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) that means a (laughs) lot. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't be producing as much. I'll be real. I wouldn't be producing as much as I am producing by myself, just because I know I would be more lax about my business. I'd be like, okay, I'm a producer. But now you guys have challenged me to produce more, to be more and to um, just, just be an overall better person. Yeah.
2: Because we know that you can become more mm-hmm. and you can do more, yeah. you can always do more. Mm-hmm. And we wanna make sure that people do not get caught up in that complacency mm-hmm. Where you know they may be okay with how their life may be at that time, and that's the reason why we created the UVL. like we mm-hmm. wanted to push each other when it comes down to it, which is why what we do like
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Alan and I never actively recruited you know, and I think some some people out there think that we do and we don't we never really have. like we've always just hustled and hustled and hustled and led by example and people kind of follow, um, which is awesome, you know what I mean. Um, And I feel like everyone on the team is really happy, you know, and they're they're when they come in and they're here And they're in the environment, which really is what we are this is an environment, you know And and I feel like there are some agents who you know They join teams for the wrong reasons and they don't understand like, you know, a team is not just about helping you generate leads You know because honestly, that's like that's not a that's like that's not a give-and-take relationship You know, that's like a Mm take-take-take relationship um, but for us, it's environment, you know, overall. I mean, I swear to God, you, Jen, I don't even give you leads half the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jen is on my, like, list where it's like, well, if she wants them, she'll ask him, or I'll give them Yeah, yeah. Jen just produces, yeah. you know, with what you have. And I love that about you because – you know, you're not waiting for business to fall in your lap. You are out there grinding and hustling and you're getting it.
1: Well, you have to. And I feel like a lot of the agents are just the only way to get businesses to cold call or go door knock. And it's not. Like, I work my SOI, which is my sphere of influence, the people that know me, the people that I built a relationship with. And like I said, I've been doing this for a little while now where I built my reputation on I can close deals. And so this is what I'm saying is like what why am I gonna wait for a lead if I if I have the opportunity to work you know my friends or family which I've already created a relationship with where I have zero relationship or connection with a a random lead I'm not saying a random lead is bad I'm just saying I have I have 80 an 80 percent more chance of closing a deal with someone that I've already connected with
0: true So other ways of marketing and promoting business as uh, coming from you, top Mm -hmm. producing agent, um, social media. How important is social media?
1: I think social media is the new wave. I think a lot of older agents have are going to die with the with, you know, when when they die, (laughs) they're going to die when they die. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I think social media is actually. It's the key, it's the new wave. And for me to tell you, I've gotten random agents that follow me on social media that send me a referral that they don't even live here, but they're moving here. And it was the biggest deal that I closed and just from an agent following me on social media. Wow. So, and that's what I'm saying, like the power of social media is there. I've gotten multiple buyers from social media. I've actually gotten sellers from social media. So it works if you work it but my whole point with social media is you have to be consistently posting because if you post one or two times like you know you you're not going to capture you're not going to um, devote just one or two posts for and get an audience that that way
0: yeah which platform do you think is the most important
1: I mean as of right now I think YouTube
0: <laughs> YouTube is yeah I think YouTube, YouTube I think is wild. I mean
1: I've seen it you tell me guys
0: I get some weird <laughs> phone call I told you about a phone call I had yeah. today right and I'm not going to you know because she might be he or she might be watching <laughs> seriously uh but uh i feel like most agents out there because youtube is a, it's a more difficult platform you have to know how to get some video production done and you know you have quality stuff if you want to grow your channel um shout out to my channel right mm-hmm. For, uh what is it fernando, fernando. Sells utah i think that's what it is probably who knows uh but you know my youtube channel is doing pretty good i've only got like 16 videos up there i've got close to eleven thousand subscribers Um, but I get a lot of engagement with people who are not around me right and this is a way for I think most people if they really focus on it to get uh, engagement from people outside the state of Utah or outside their state Um, so I focus a lot of time and attention on that and I've closed some pretty good sized deals from that Um, but for the most part right now and like you said social media is, is the wave really is the best way for you to get attention right that doesn't really cost you anything I mean YouTube doesn't cost me anything I just do a video here do a video there and I actually get paid from YouTube, right? And so I do feel like YouTube is the most important platform. But for most people, I think maybe Instagram, you know, Instagram. Well,
1: I feel like I've, I I know Instagram. I feel like it works for me. I feel like, you know, I understand the engagement and the algorithm and different things. And so I get it. That's why I'm telling you, like, I want to get into YouTube because like you said, it is more difficult you have to do video editing you have to get a videographer out there it's it's more time consuming that's why a lot of people don't
2: do youtube but well well worth it like all. yeah you'll have people come fly out just to
0: meet you mm-hmm. just to yeah. meet with you to go to go out and look at properties with yeah. them Yeah, i've had that multiple times yeah yeah and people call me from you know i would i would have never met these people right i mean people call me i had a guy from warner brothers studio you know he's looking to buy a house here from seattle and uh, I checked him; he's legit. And uh, we were looking, and he's wasn't really my, my my wasn't my type of client, you know. At that time, um, he was he was wanting something; he wanted everything done for him. And I told him, "You actually have to be here to do this. I'm not going to go and build your home for you, pick everything out for." You. Really interesting situation. But the, but the guy was a boss; he was a real dude. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have never been able to meet this guy through any other. I feel like social media platform. You know, YouTube is the best place for you to tell your story Mm -hmm. and like some of my friends say who are you know influencers in social media youtube is the most savage platform you know because they're the only one with the dislike button
1: Mm. you know
0: and so if you have a weak ego a fragile ego it's not the place for you and so a lot of people don't do that there's a lot of fragile egos in real estate you know they can't handle uh negative comments hate comments dislikes and i get them all the time and they are so wild cause I'll get some <laughs> comments. I'm like, this is a real estate, like the house tour. I'm getting a death threat through like, yeah. like, like hey, huh? what the on? hell? <laughs> I find it funny, right? I don't have a fragile ego. I could care less. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like that's a really great way to promote your business. And, mm-hmm. and for you, I do, I tell you all the time, Hey, this well, is next level for it's, you. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. This is next level for you. So I'm happy that you are constantly mm-hmm. growing and you're thinking about building your business even further, you know, right now you're on a team. Eventually we would love to see you have your own team, but you know, like I was saying, you're continuing to grow your business, mm-hmm. and uh, you're an inspiration to a lot of people around you, um, even here on the team. You know, a lot of people look up to you, and uh, yeah, it's, it's not that much pressure. Trust me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I
1: just do me. You I can, do me. You can perform. Yeah, you can.
2: a point and go. I want to be like her, or I want to beat her. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, that I like the challenge though. I'll be honest with Get you used I do to
0: it. You're yeah on top. I like
1: it I like the challenge it pushes me
0: yeah so well again we're so happy to have you Jen thank you so much for sharing with us you know your story mm-hmm. you know um, again very motivational, very inspirational. Um, tell me about what you want to do, who you want to be where you want to be in the next six months.
1: ooh in the next six months this is a lot of pressure.
0: You mentioned YouTube. Are you gonna have a YouTube channel, success? Yeah, I
1: have. I am going to have a YouTube channel. I am, you know, going to be producing, you know, more content on YouTube and on my Instagram as well. But I am going to be launching, um, you know, clothing line. That's gonna be so fun. I'm so excited for that. So beanies are gonna be dropping here shortly. Um, I partnered with local skate shop out here, and they are going to be helping me. And it's just going to be like a great uh, collection. So we're going to do crop tops, uh, crop hoodies, beanies, um, vintage, vintage. Where it's just like that's the next chapter. Let, let's
0: give you a plug. What's the name of the brand?
1: <sighs> is this a secret? No, how is it secret? No. So the name of the brand is J Ford. Okay. So I didn't come up with it. My partner did. I'm so grateful for him. So it's like it's it's moving along rather quickly. I'm was not expecting this but it's it's going and i'm rolling with it
0: don't you love when you partner with somebody who puts in the fucking work it's he's
1: about it and i'm so excited because i'm like i don't have the time to be dedicating to that so it works out perfectly
0: yeah that's why i feel like my relationship your relationship works out so well because alan and i will be like let's do it let's make it happen and then we make it happen Mm -hmm. right and both of us take care of business right it's 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 fucking amazing um, so I I'm know really what I do. You know what you do. Which and we do it very well. Yeah. And we do it very well. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. Right. So shout out to Jay Ford coming out soon. Newland Dropping website. I'm, a sh- I'm yes, assuming we'll be out Everything.
1: Soon. Everything's going to be out shortly.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. So look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Look Top at producing agent. She made it. Top producing agent. She's making it.
1: I'm making it. I'm still in the process, but entrepreneur, yeah.
0: self-employed, taking control of your life. Came from nothing. Came from nothing. Opening against uh, all line.
2: odds. Yeah. She had everything against her when it comes down to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The family, having a baby at an early age. Yeah. But not giving up. No. Yeah. She never gave up. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: So for all the agents out there, all the people out there thinking about doing real estate, you know, shout out to Jen. Check out her story. Very inspirational. Uh, we can find you on what social media? What yeah, platforms? social
1: media, Facebook, Instagram at Jen the Realtor, um, YouTube as well, Jennifer Langford. So
0: there we go. Yep. I love it. Well, just one thank of our you agents you. here in the team, guys, top producing agent. Uh, again, big shout out Jennifer Langford. Alan, thank you so much. Thank A you. wonderful co-host, um, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Awesome. We'll see ya. What have you got
2: to trust my friend or my father.